and welcome everyone to another episode of The Round Table. It's good to see people who are already coming in here, yeah. joining in the chat. Uh, that's always nice to see. Absolutely. So as you can see, it's a bit of a smaller, bit of a smaller cast today. Um, well, actually, I just keep going through individuals <laughs> like the other members. <laughs> Last time it was Mark and I. This time it's Chino. Next time it's just going to be Nav and I. Right. Now, do uh, you think do you think we're going to get botted today? Oh, let's hope not. What are the I chances? What are the chances that, that they can break through my double firewall at my home internet from where we're streaming this from? Hey, you're the tech guy, so um, you know I, I believe in your technical wizardry that we should be okay. Um, so as you can see in here, there I am joined today by Chino. Uh, how's it going, man? You know, we're living the dream. I'm uh, responding to Dusty Disciple here in the chat uh, about Aunt Linda, who might not live to the weekend with COVID and blood clots and. Oh boy, uh, we if you are not part of our Discord, Dusty Disciple, uh, pop on over there and hit us up in the prayer, uh, the prayer channel there. Uh, here, I'll mm -hmm. even post a link. Uh, we would love to have our church play, praying for you there. But yeah, good. Uh, we're we're kind of rounding the bend to Christmas here, and I don't I don't know how it feels with you because I know you just moved. Um, but we're like full on in the like. Okay, so. As a digital pastor, as a pastor working in a church forever and ever and ever, essentially the last 14 Decembers of my life are one giant sprint. So Thanksgiving hits, well, actually Halloween hits, and it's just a two-month sprint to try to get everything ready for Christmas because Christmas is the church's Super Bowl and yada, yada, yada. And then you add family and health issues with my wife and kids and thanksgiving and then other jobs and things that just pile up and then you look down and it's december 16th and you go holy crap how did we get here but how uh how how was the move for you guys well so far it's just been me that's moved because i mean i got i got my job here but currently we still have like we gave our notice at the, our apartment uh, our other apartment but my wife is currently still there because she is finishing up her employment there and she actually got word yesterday. She has a couple job interviews in this area. So praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Um, but while she's finishing up, so we're currently like I'm here and she's there, she's coming to visit this weekend. So that's going to be nice. Um, but I mean, it's pretty low key. I mean, depending when she gets moved in here with me, we might do a little bit for Christmas around this place. But I mean, I'm generally not, I, I like Christmas and I certainly like the season, but I'm not as big on like decorating or putting stuff up. I mean, when I lived on my own, I, I typically didn't really do much for Christmas. I would just kind of go to family members places, you know, right around Christmas. And then they would have the stuff. I didn't typically do much. And Sarah's more the decorator. So I get the feeling like when you were a bachelor, were you like me where you didn't care if anything was on the walls at all? Uh, and then you got married and your wife came in and we're like, why do you live like this? Like, why do you not put anything on your walls? Like, is that is that your relationship, too? I wasn't too bad. It took me a long time. I, I forget how long I lived at my apartment before I put some stuff up. It was probably a while, maybe a good six months. But I did end <laughs> up getting a few things um, like, yeah, I, so I, I bought some stuff to hang up on the walls to, to take you know, just to kind of cover some wall space, really. So I wasn't staring at a blank wall all the time. Um, so my place wasn't too bad. It wasn't kind of the epitome of bachelor living. <laughs> a, fr a friend of mine 
I've only been to his place once because he doesn't have, he never has people over, but he, he's the epitome of the bachelor lifestyle. Like I went and helped, we, we went and helped him move once, move a couple things. And he was literally just like one single, like lazy boy chair. And then like <laughs> one TV on a TV stand in his living room. That was it. That living was it. a dream. That was the entire, he was like living the bachelor life. Oh, I love it to the T. Um, and I didn't have that. I mean, I, if anything, I kind of collect stuff. So I, I'm a bit more of a collector than I'd like to be. So, um, yeah, well, um, but I'm glad you're doing well. Like I said, so a bit of a low key episode here, we, but we wanted to do something to kind of wrap things up for the round table before, uh, before <laughs> we, kind of, before we really, <laughs> My solution was bigger. I mean, it's not a bad solution. It's not I a bad love that. solution. I love that. Or get, yeah. Or just get a projector and use the wall, right? Have and you ever done you that? Have you ever had the projector lifestyle? No, I've never done it. I, I've wanted to, but just th- either through, I didn't have the finances to get a good projector at the time, or I didn't have a sort of suitable wall space to really use it. It just, it's, it's never lined up for me to set it up, but I would do it. I would do it. Um, but I mean, I would want a really nice projector and those are not cheap. No. Um, so like for the money I'd spend on the projector, I don't know, I could, I could probably get like a 65 inch OLED for less. So like, you know, it's hard to say no to that. Uh, so I mean, you could maybe one, you can get that TV plus you could get like a surround sound and a PS five for the price of some of those 4k projectors right now. 4k projectors. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it'll happen one day, but not as of yet. No. Um, but yeah, we're doing a bit of a low key episode. We wanted to kind of wrap things up. And so we're just talking about our kind of favorite things from the year. So, you know, what, what were our favorite pieces of media, whether that's movies that we watch, whether it be TV, whether it be music, whether it be something we read, whatever the case might be. And for me also, I'm going to include some things that I don't know how you approach this, Chino, but I'm going to include some things that didn't necessarily come out this year, but I sort of discovered this year hmm. as recommendations. I am going to try to keep it to stuff that was released this year. But, you know, there's also some things that I kind of discovered this year that I think worth mentioning okay. or worth mentioning. So yeah. um, now we will we'll do our kind of typical sort of what we've been doing playing recently, unless something you've you've discovered in the last couple of weeks has, uh, you know, made it on that list and then maybe save it for that. But what have you been up to the last couple of weeks or engaging with media wise? Yeah, uh, there are a couple of things I do want to save. Um, but strangely enough, uh, I have been, I haven't had a whole lot of time for video gaming uh, and really any sort of media con- consumption. Uh, as I kind of stated in the preamble here, it's been kind of a sprint. My wife and I have been, uh, anytime we do get a little bit of time, we've been, and this is not one of the shows I'm going to put on here, but we won't, we've been watching, um, oh my gosh, the Yellowstone. My goodness, I was going to say Westworld, but no, uh, Yellowstone. Sure, yeah. And we've been catching up on Yellowstone season four. I don't know what it is about that show, but I really like it and I loathe it all at the same time. It's one of those like I can't stand like most of the characters are pretty, pretty bad people. uh, And yet the scenery of it all is just so stinking beautiful. The horses, it's 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 got that like Western feel without being like a cheesy, cheesy Western. Have you have you I, I know we've talked about this. Have you seen Yellowstone? 
I believe I, I started watching it. I think I, I watched maybe the first episode, one or two episodes of it. It didn't initially kind of grab me. I mean, I've heard good things and I do like the sort of Western setting. I've seen a lot of clips of it on YouTube um, that I've enjoyed. And I did watch 1883 on Paramount Plus, the sort of prequel yeah. to Yellowstone about how the family gets to that area. Um, and that was very good, but that's like a mini series, sort of limited series. And I, I did enjoy that, but I haven't dived into Yellowstone proper yet. One thing I did find out about that show, and I just randomly was on YouTube and it popped into my recommended videos, was the guy who created Yellowstone. Uh, so not um, Kevin Costner, but another guy named something Taylor Chastain. I don't know what it, I can't remember his name right now, but um, he Taylor Sheridan. It, there it is. Taylor Sheridan. He was an actor, like a failed actor for like 10 years. And then all of a sudden and he and he like grew up in Texas and all this other stuff. And he so he wrote the plot to Yellowstone. And the only thing that picked it up was Paramount. And now he has like nine shows being written. He wrote Yellowstone. He wrote 1883. He wrote this new show called 1923 or 1921, whatever, about like the generation after the 1883. And this dude has like half of the Paramount network that he's writing for, which is just, I mean, good on him, man. He's making millions of dollars. He bought a ranch in Lubbock, uh, the famous Four Sixes Ranch. He bought that. Like he's, he said he writes TV shows just to feed his horse addiction, which I thought was uh, kind of a funny line. Um, it's, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, go watch Shock Says I've never even heard of uh, Shock the Toast in our chat. Never even heard of Yellowstone. Well, the show, definitely heard of the park. And Bougie says Yellowstone is the modern Western 90210, right? Uh, it's, that's a pretty apt description, except there's more killing in it. Uh, way more. Yeah, I have killing. heard, I've had heard it's pretty heavy on the drama yeah. at times, yeah. um, which doesn't particularly interest me. Um, but I mean, the setting is great. The cast is great. Yeah. Um, at least appears to be in the clips. I've seen some great clips, but how much of the show you have to watch to get to those kind of great moments. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, Taylor Sheridan also, I believe, made the film, I think he directed it as well, um, Hell or High Water, yep. which is a great modern Western. Um, yeah, it's kind of a Western vibe. I mean, it's got a similar vibe, I guess, to something like No Country for Old Men. Yep. Um, but it's an excellent film with Chris Pine and Ben Foster about sort of bank robber brothers in the sort of modern day, in modern day Texas. It's an excellent film if you haven't seen it. He also wrote um, um, I, I, Mayor I, of Kingstown too, if you've seen that. I've heard of it. I haven't seen that one, but Hell or High Water, I would recommend to anyone. Um, I think it's just a very good film, whether you're into crime movies, when you're into like family movies, whether you're into like Westerns or whatever, it's just a very well done, we're a very well done movie. So oh, clearly he cemented himself well in the sort of Western genre. Yeah. I mean, good for him. You know, the, if you write what you know and you know what you're right type thing. And I, I appreciate that from guys like that. I also appreciate the rags to riches story that he had. Um, mm -hmm. but part of me is like, man, I don't know if you've, you've ever seen him, but like, he's a, he's a real good looking dude, you know, strong square jaw, blue eyes, like, you know, not the type of the type of dude that you kind of want to grab your wife's hand a little bit if he walks into the room with you like, mm, no, because that type of thing. So, like, I kind of don't feel bad for that. Uh, but 
there you go. Sure. Like he's he's doing great. Um, so I've been watching that, and I've been on my Steam Deck, uh, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Uh, I'm I've been I figured out a way to sideload some games that uh, I have had sitting on my server, not wrong or not like emulation stuff either. I f- I figured that out a long time ago. Um, but I had a sideloaded copy of Miles Morales. And I've been playing that. That's my first kind of crack at it. That game's great. I don't know if you've played it. Um, I really enjoyed the original Spider-Man, but Miles Morales, it's almost better than the original Spider-Man. Like it, the combat is snappier. The um, the story is. I mean, it's a it's a it's a Marvel story. Like, what are you gonna do? Uh, but there's. It just seems like all the collect like I don't have to go out of my way to do the collectibles. They're all on the way. I don't have to like, oh, my gosh, obsess about it because I'm the type of I'm a very much a completionist. And so I have to like plan my route around the, the city to go get this book bag and then this little thing. No, no. Miles Morales, like I'm going to go do a crime scene. Cool. Well, on the way, I'm going to hit one of these underground caches and then there's like a time capsule and then maybe a speed thing. And it's all on the way. And then I could pull up my little phone menu app thing and we're off and running uh shock has given me does chino ever have a conversation that doesn't mention his stream deck um no not recently no yeah not recently but like the thing is right here dude like it's always by my hand when i'm sitting at this desk uh how well does it run on the steam deck really well actually there is a um i can get a solid 40 between 40 and 60 but i mean if i keep it plugged in it's fine if i take it off uh charge I get about an hour and a half, almost two hours on battery. No frame stuttering, no nothing. I can run it at high settings, uh, which is pretty good. They're doing some sort of wizardry with the new um, the new graphics chips that the AGPUs that they're putting in there. I don't know how they do it, but it's it like I ran Red Dead Redemption 2 on there at high settings and I was getting between 30 and 60 never dropped below 30 and i had it wow. at just uncapped frame rate like i don't know and it was there was no pops there was no loading there was no anything it was just red dead go um i'm really excited they just announced that they were coming out with a new one probably late 2023 early 2024 i'm super excited to see what they can do with that i i have a switch oled uh cuz my original switch broke and i had to kind of buy a new one and so i did that they were talking uh valve was talking about putting essentially the switch oled screen into a steam deck which would improve battery life and obviously coloring would look so much better so holy crap man i'm i'm always i'm i'm ready for that so yeah that's that's been my nerd stuff and we'll talk about a whole lot more later how about you uh yeah, a few things. I mean, bougie and my 11 in one screwdriver is always within reach. <laughs> never mentioned it one time. I mean, yeah, but everyone has that, though. I've like, got my leather right a, here. Not everyone has a Steam Deck. Like, I'm sure the Steam Deck is far more interesting than your 11 in one screwdriver. You know, no offense. Uh, no offense, bougie. Yeah. Um, so for me, last couple of weeks, well, a couple of things uh, similar to you. A couple of things are going to end up on my sort of top of the year list. Um, but... And one thing Bougie also mentioned in chat was that he finished Wednesday. I also watched Wednesday this Ooh. last couple of weeks. How was it? Uh, I enjoyed it. Bougie's given it a six out of 10, which <laughs> I'm a little surprised by. I thought, 
I don't know. I thought you might be more into it. I mean, it doesn't shock me that we disagree on something, but, sure. um, and I didn't necessarily love it. It doesn't make my top of the year list, but I don't know. I'd give it a solid seven and a half, maybe an eight. I think, I think when it's running on all cylinders, I think it's really good. There are moments that kind of pull me out of the show a little bit, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought it was well done, well directed. I liked the main actress a lot, Jenna Ortega. I think she did a great job as Wednesday. And I watched the Adams family a lot growing up. Uh, I saw the movies, I watched the shows. Um, so for me, it kind of hit, maybe it hit the right amount of nostalgia that I was just into it, but yeah, I thought it was well done. Um, I, I had a, I had a good time with it. So, so yeah, I enjoyed Wednesday. I'd be curious to hear bougie what it was about Wednesday that you didn't, uh, what it was about Wednesday that you didn't vibe with. I finished Wednesday. I thought you meant you finished playing Mild Morales on Wednesday. Oh. Okay. Context clues. We are we are operating on context clues today, ladies and I gentlemen. Played my, I played Miles Morales a little bit actually the last couple of weeks because when I was stuck without internet here for the better part of a week, I had to find some stuff to play. So I had to go based on just the games I had installed already on my PS5. And I've had Miles Morales installed for probably a year or more. Okay. Um, and I played it a fair bit when I first installed it, but then I, you know, trailed off and whatever. So I came back to it kind of not really remembering much of the story. And unlike you who like does things on the way to going places, I intentionally like will go, I intentionally went and like did all of the caches at once. I went around the whole oh, map. Oh, like, you're that guy. I intentionally did. Yeah. Like all of the time capsules and just went and got them all at once. And like, so I did it that way. And the combat is very good. Although I was rusty enough that, you know, I tried to go do some of the like lab missions or you go like to the rocks on labs to fight them. And it, it did not end well. For me. Um, I did not, I need to spend some more time getting sort of used to the combat again. I think I had got deep enough into the game that my lack of polish with the controls was sort of too noticeable and hindered me a bit too much. Um, but I was, I had some fun with it. Um, what, what else that I would want to mention now? Oh, I watched the uncharted movie. I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it in discord. I didn't hate it. What? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the criticism. Like it wasn't great. It didn't blow my mind or anything, but like, I don't think it was that bad. Like for all the hate it got, I know uncharted is beloved. And like, you know, I played all the uncharted games. I love them. I get it. But like, I don't think it was that far off base for an uncharted movie it's kind of a lot of what i would have expected from an uncharted movie hmm. so you know again it didn't make my best of the year list or anything but i didn't think it was like a train wreck i thought it was fine you know it was fun i didn't like mark Wahlberg at all i thought he was horribly miscast as sully but he's got I didn't the accent mind. that's about it he's he's got that I, boston I, accent i didn't mind holland as a young um Nathan Drake, I thought that was okay, you know, and the storyline was whatever. It was kind of like an uncharted storyline. Just go here, go there. You get double crossed, you get double crossed again, whatever. But that's like, I mean, if you want to condense uncharted into a nutshell in terms of story wise, I mean, that's largely what you get. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I thought it was okay. You know, whatever. I didn't hate it. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I feel like that's about it. I mean, I've been playing some Modern Warfare 2 a little bit still, mm. multiplayer. I've been having some fun with that. But 
you know, I, I play it a little bit every day, but I don't really grind it too much. I get tired of it quickly. So, you know, I can, I can jump in a bit, have some fun, but then I'm kind of out. So how was, how was the single player? Did you play through that? I didn't finish it, but I did play a decent chunk of it and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's well done. I mean, it's very polished and you know, the campaigns aren't particularly long, but it's well executed. Yeah. Okay. My, my oldest son is back from college uh, a couple days ago and he, he was playing it and he's like, you know, you and I should play this. And I was thinking like, man, yeah, I would love to, but I always feel like I need to finish the campaign first. And if the campaign sucks, then I don't ever want to play the multiplayer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they're all, they're all about the multiplayer and, and like Warzone, the battle yeah. Royale and whatever. Yeah. It's not really much about the multiplayer or the single player anymore, unfortunately, but I, I would say it's well done. It's well done for what it is. Okay. It's not, well, break, it's not breaking any new ground. Might have to give it a whirl. Cool. Uh, anything else? I think that's about it. I think there's a couple other things I'll touch on when we talk about our sort of best of the year uh, list. So, you know, at this point, feel free to share. If you're in the chat, share what your kind of favorites to some, some of your favorites of the year were, regardless of what it was, whether it was music or books or, or movies, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Oh, on that note, actually, before we get into it, I did finish reading the terminal list yesterday. Um, and that's the, so there's that, the show with Chris Pratt that was on Amazon prime, uh, which I will be talking about later. <laughs> and I, I read the book and to be honest, the book was a bit disappointing. Um, I think the show made some necessary changes to the plot that really streamlined things in a way that I think would have improved the book. Hmm. Um, like I didn't mind it. I don't think the book was bad, but I think some of the way it went was a little more predictable. I think some of the dialogue showed sort of a weakness in writing. Um, the descriptions were very good. I think some of the dialogue had issues. And honestly, I would kind of prefer a book version of the show than I prefer. Oh yeah. I would prefer a book version of the show rather than the, you know, other way around. Like I, it is a case where I actually much prefer the show to the book. Um, but I'm going to read the sequel. I mean, I think there's like six of them at this point, so I am going to keep reading them, but, um, yeah, I would say I was a little disappointed with it. Cool. Um, bougie gave you a response to, uh, sure, your I don't like take. the fact that they had to have episodes just for the sake of putting a different family member on screen than the half-baked tie into the plot example, uncle Fester in his episode. That didn't strike me that way. I just thought, I mean, I liked seeing some of the other members like one of the thoughts i had on the other episodes was you know i'd kind of like to see more of like gomez and morticia and so in you know primarily the one or two episodes where they showed up and it did revolve around them i felt like they they kind of intertwined it with the plot fairly well i was into it Hmm. and and i i mean i don't know maybe i have more of an attachment to the characters but i really enjoyed i enjoyed that and the uncle fester episode yeah, I mean that one was a little more playful, so I, I see what you're saying, but that that wasn't a hang up for me really. Hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that's it. So um, let's get into it. Let's get into our top of the year. I don't know if you want to start with movies or what you want to start with. Maybe something that was the most impactful to you, but we'll throw it over to you, Chino. What was you know what was your kind of first thing that really impacted you or stood out when you sort of thought about this year? So I need to. Uh... 
I need to preface this by saying I think you're way more of a movie guy than I am. I probably only watched maybe 10 movies the entire year. Uh, and they're, well, that's not true. We, my son and I went through the entire Harry Potter series this uh, summer because it was just a cool bonding thing to do. Um, I still think um, The Prisoner of Azkaban is the best one out of that entire series. It's got like a really dark... Um, I don't know. It feels a little bit less light than the other ones. Um, it does signal the shift away from the first two, which are good. The first two are good, but they are more children yeah. focused. They, yep. they do seem more like kids movies. Yep. And Azkaban is the first one that really injects that sort of darkness that you're going to get more of in later ones. Yep. Um, but it's very well executed and it obviously introduces Gary Oldman. Yep. Who's as serious, awesome. who's fantastic, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, that that to me, like the Azkaban thing, and I'm sure nerds have been talking about Harry Potter. This is my first time ever watching the movies. Um, Bougie's on the oh, same you had page. never seen them before. Nope. Never seen them. Never read the oh, books. Oh, I thought anything. you were rewatching them. Nope. Oh, this was your first. Oh, OK. Nope. nope. That's why I'm putting it kind of first up on the list. And we yeah, can talk yeah. about another one later. But um, no, for sure. Out of out of all of them, Azkaban to me felt a little empire strikes back ish like you knew there was something coming like i i i knew the general overall plot of the story of very harry potter the entire arc i knew there was other things coming i knew there was going to be death and i knew that you know dumbledore was not going to make it through all those things but but there was a weird sort of like as i'm watching azkaban i'm going like man this is this is surprisingly dark for like a pg slash pg 13 disney feeling movie i know it was universal but you know it it, it had a yeah spoiler sorry shock um if you haven't seen i think the it's statute, been long enough shock yeah i think it's the, been long enough the statute of limitations is up on uh, all of harry potter um so yeah i mean that that kind of really struck me this summer uh there was one other movie that came out this summer but i want to kick it to you first and kind of get your your first take on movies here my first take on movies, uh, well, there was a few that kind of stood out as I've kind of gone back. It took me a little bit to think of it, but I guess I am just that way. I mean, the the best new movie that I watched this year, best, at least the one I had the most fun with, I think was probably Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that, you stole um, mine. That, that was, that was going to be my uh, next one. Yeah, that one, it was, I had so much fun with it and it kind of recaptured enough of the original, but was its own thing. And it was just, it was just great. Like I was locked in, like, you know, it's a, I could use a bunch of cliches, but it actually lives up to it. Like it really had me invested in a way that I didn't think it would, you know, and I liked the original, I rewatched the original, um, before I watched the new one and you know, it was good. It, it's great. It's very of its time and it's a kind of classic for a reason, but you know, watching it now, there are some things that I would say don't hold up as well, but Maverick just nailed it to me. It just absolutely nailed it in a way that I really didn't expect it to. It was it. Yeah. I mean, well, you said it was going to be yours as well. So what is your, what were your kind of thoughts on it? Cause I just, I didn't see it coming. I thought it might be fun. It'd be like, okay, maybe a little silly, but I think it just really kind of nailed everything I would want from a movie like that in a way that I really didn't think it would. I'm a, I did the same thing you did where we watched the original, uh, with, are what i think only two of our kids were home at the time 
And at the end of it, I just I came out being like, man, I used to like that movie. Like it was the reason I went to air shows when I was a kid. And it was the reason I would go like I had a F-14 Tomcat like metal plane. I would fly around the house, that type of thing. Nice. And then we watched it again. I was like, this is this is OK. Like, it's fine. It's a good action movie. Yeah. It's kind of kind of wrote uh tom cruise doesn't know how to kiss a lady uh which is real real weird is he was like trying to eat that lady's face on a motorcycle <laughs> um but but and, and so and i also i'm a i'm a fan of a, a podcast uh called the dan the the levitard show levitard and friends it's a primarily a sports podcast but it's also it kind of just covers just general media and one of the guys on there was uh he he's he's they all kind of play characters on the on the show and one guy is playing like mr patriotic like mr bro and he's like this is gonna be the best movie the like this and point break are gonna be my two movies of the century type thing and he rented out he legitimately rented out a theater for his birthday to watch it and yeah the day after he watched it he came back in on the podcast and they were they were talking about it and he kind of dropped the character act a little bit and he said that was legitimately the best movie i have seen in a long time he said i laughed i cried i was emotionally invested in miles teller of all people who are wanted to chuck off a cliff before that <laughs> like and sure. so i was like okay if this guy thinks it's okay i might need to see it i felt the same exact way man like i from the moment that you see Tom Cruise in a a spy plane going into space and then crash landing that stupid plane, it was like, oh, my gosh, we are in for something fun. And I mean, Ed, Ed Harris did great. Miles Teller did great. Like I, it just the entire cast. It just felt there was some really cool callbacks. I don't know. It's it's going to it has to win some sort of award this year, doesn't it? No. It doesn't. <laughs> OK, it should. It should. I do. Critics didn't like that movie. And I think the sort of way and I don't really want to get into like the politics of movies and stuff like that. But there was a certain segment of the sort of Academy Hollywood crowd that very much did not like the messaging of that movie. And therefore I think it will probably get snubbed more than we might think when it comes to like award season. I hate that. That, that That's just my interpretation. You know, I don't want to get into that. We're talking about good things from the year. So I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to be negative. I hope it gets it. It should get like effects or maybe score or something. Right. It's not going to get like best picture or anything like that no. nomination, but like, Hopefully, I hope it gets some technicals uh, nominations in that because I think it definitely deserves something like that. And like you said, it, it kind of covered all the emotions like, you know, that is new enough. I won't give any spoilers for people who haven't seen it. But, you know, the way they tied in Val Kilmer, mm. I think, was very nice um, in a way that I didn't I didn't know what they were going to do with him coming back from the original in the place he's in as an actor in that. So I think they did a very good job. I think, you know, they had some heart in it. I think some of the relationships were good. Like you said, Miles Teller, who I know people have a kind of dislike for. I don't know enough about him. I saw him in Whiplash and he was good in that. Um, but other than that, I'm not too aware. Oh, and that Fant Four stick, that brutal, the Fantastic Four movie that, but, you know, I'm not going to blame that on him. Was it, I think he that was, was also like, in, did you see Fury with uh, Brad Pitt? 
Oh, is that him? Yeah. Is he in there? Yeah, he was. I think I uh, let me check on that because I thought he was like the newbie. Is that him? Miles. I don't Teller. think that's him. Dang, in maybe Fury. you're right. Maybe you're right. Hold on. I could be see. wrong. Maybe it is. He looks very different in it if it is him. I'll jump into the chat here a little bit while you're looking that up. Um, yeah. Oh, it was Shia LaBeefcake. You're right. I get them confused a lot. He's not the new guy in Fury, though. There's a, someone else who plays the new guy coming into the tank. Shy is another one of the like sort of established members. It's him. It's John Bernthal. Yep. I don't remember the other guy's name. And then it's Brad Pitt. Logan Lerman the, is his name. Lerman. That's the new guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, if older movies we watch this year are acceptable, best movie this year was The Gentleman. Huh. Um, is, that, is that the one with Matthew McConaughey and... Oh, the guy from Pacific Rim and yeah. um, Charlie Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam, right from uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's yep. that one, right? Yep. Bougie. Yep, yep, yep. I have Colin Farrell, Michelle I have, Dockery. I have seen some stuff. I have seen some stuff for that movie. I've seen some like clips from it. It looked good. I haven't watched it though. And yeah, stuff you just discovered this year is fine. I mean, if you have something you watched or played from this year that's your favorite, you know, share that. But if it's something like that that came out a year or two ago, you just discovered it. That's fine too. Um, the only new movie I watched this year was Halloween ends and it was pretty weak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, to be honest, I don't think I've ever watched a Halloween movie all the way through. I know I've seen parts of them. I think I started the original one this year, but I never finished it. I didn't get that far in it. You're not missing much. I know, but it's such a cultural, I feel like I should watch the first one just cause it's such a, like a cultural touchstone of like horror, the horror genre. Mm hmm. Um, you got behind in the books, got the spoiler for someone dying like two books before they did. I spoiled that for somebody. You were that guy. Um, I was that guy, unfortunately, not <sighs> for the books, for the movies though. Um, and even at the time, it was many years ago, even at the time I thought it had been long enough, but clearly not. And I spoiled that. I think the same death you're talking about shock for <laughs> someone else. So I was that guy, unfortunately. Uh, Mika. Oh, hello, hello. Also, uh, welcome to chat. I think my favorite for this year was Belle. It came out in 2021, but I didn't see it until like last month. It was a fun combo of Beauty and the Beast and Modern Tech. I don't believe I've heard of that one. I don't either. It does kind of ring a bell, but I don't. Uh, um, but I don't think I don't. I certainly haven't seen that one, um, but I, I also haven't. It, it just is vaguely familiar. Um. Awards are given based on percent of movie aligns the people's worldview. Unfortunately, that is becoming more the case. Shock. Yep. Yes. Yep. Not wrong there. Uh, Mika, I loved Maverick. My dad took me to a midnight premiere and it was stupid fun. I absolutely 100% agree. Um, okay. It kind of rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. Little, little Susie 01 popped in and said, uh, I just finished the fourth episode of Manifest on Netflix and I really liked it. I like sci-fi. My wife loves Manifest. Uh, that's the one where like the plane disappears and then it shows back up like years later or yeah. something, right? That's yeah. that one. My wife and my daughter love that. They, they'll talk about it and they'll have these like code words about it. And it's, I don't know. I, I watched like a one or two episodes and I was like, man, this is great. I don't, I, I already watched lost. Like I, I like lost a lot. I can't, I sure. can't do it again. I miss the lost like boat. Like I missed it because when it, I remember, I wish I had watched it because I remember being in like fourth year of university 
and like people in my tutorial classes would be all be talking about the revelation, like the stuff that had just happened. And everyone, like there was like seven people in the tutorial, right? And everyone's talking about it, but I wasn't watching it at the time. So I just had to be like, yeah, just talk about it. It's fine. Like, I don't like, but so I, I missed the boat on Lost. I mean, at some point, maybe I need to go back and watch it, but I've got it on my Plex been, server. If you want a link, now. you can, you can watch all of it from my Plex server. I'll send you a link. You can stream it from my, my home. It's amazing. Well, I'm the like, ending isn't great, right? Isn't that the thing with Lost? The, the ending, ending they don't, people they, got frustrated with, but they didn't stick the landing. Yeah, they they couldn't. There was there was no possible way for them to stick the landing. It was it was too big in scope. They kind of let the train want to run away from them a little bit. They did what they could to peel back some of the things, but there were just these giant implications to anything that they did one way or the other, and they went. Instead of going one way or the other, they went straight down the middle and it was fine. Like looking back on it, it was the way they had to go. Uh, little Susie says they rushed the ending and it kind of ruined it. Yep, it did. Uh, but if you take the show in totality, it's it is a genuine work of art uh, that I think people are going to study for, you know, more time. Like Damon Lindelof made his name as a director and producer because of that show. And it's. It's great. Uh, so, yeah. All right. I, I'm taking up time. Sorry. Well, and Bougie said Lost and Heroes were two shows I'd want to watch. Heroes. So Heroes good. Is another, Heroes, and Heroes is another one that I understand started great and then did not finish great. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it. how do I? I also, I also missed Heroes. I remember I was working at Walmart at the time, people talking about Heroes. Heroes but I missed that one. As, I missed that one as well. But I know that that people say that's been the inspiration for a lot of stuff that's come after, or it's heavily affected, influenced a lot of stuff that's come after. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, but yeah, let's let let's move on. What's your what's your next kind of highlight? Uh, movie wise, I'm only really going to pull out other, one other one. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was obviously going to be the next one. The only other one I'm really going to pull out in terms of movies is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, you took mine. That was going to be my next. Really? One. Look at that. Simpatico, baby. Uh, hello, big, big uh, Bowser, big bean burrito. Hello. Thank, welcome to Lux Digital Church. Welcome to the roundtable. I'm Chino. That's Templar. Thanks so much for joining us here. Um, I don't know how you feel about this movie. We're going to get to it in a second. But it it was it felt like Inception light to me um, yeah. in a way that so Inception felt really heavy and really depressing and really oppressive in a good way. Like I, 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 I like Christopher Nolan. I think, uh, most of his stuff barring a couple little pieces are, is great. Yeah. This is one of the top three for me from him. Inception, everything everywhere all at once takes the pieces of that weird ethereal thing mm -hmm. and almost puts like, a family aspect around it and and i don't want to spoil anything because like it's a it's a it's a movie you need to watch and then probably rewatch. um it's sitting on my plex server again i'm going to rewatch it at some point over the christmas break uh to catch some of the little things especially with the old man because there's a whole lot going on there in the first probably 20 minutes that i didn't realize until the end and it was like oh it's a movie that would probably benefit from a rewatch yeah. once you kind of know where it goes yep, yeah yep 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 um so all that to say, like, how did you how did you feel about it? I loved it. I mean, initially I was a bit unsure when I think when it's like 
I had heard a little bit about it. I'd heard some praise for it. And I knew kind of the general premise that it's like different lives and whatever. And I I won't say anything more because, again, I want, you know, if you're in the chat, if you end up listening to this later, watch it. It's worth your time. Um, and at the initially, I wasn't sure when they first were doing the kind of back and forth because it it's a tricky premise to pull off. You know, like in, Inception is a difficult premise to pull off. This is a difficult premise to pull off. And I think they absolutely nail it. Like they absolutely stick the landing on this for me. Um, I love where it goes, the revelations that come up. There are some parts of it that are maybe... A, it's a decent balance of very silly and like very heartfelt emotional stuff. And I think it manages to keep that balance, which is a hard, a difficult balance to maintain. A lot of movies can't manage it. Hmm. Um, and Nolan is probably my favorite director. He's certainly one of them, but I think, but one consistent criticism of his films is that they aren't particularly personable or like, the personal kind of connection is sort of lost. They're yeah. not, there isn't that sort of emotional element. And as you said, this really manages to get that part right. Um, the sort of family emotional connection part, it really gets right. And I think by the time it wrapped, I was like, wow, that was one of the, certainly one of the best movies I saw this year, very late in the year for me, it obviously came out early this year, but yeah, it was, it was exceptional. Very, huh. very well made. Um, the visual, some of the visuals were, awesome yep like in the way like very creative in terms of the way things cut back and forth and and you know again i don't want to spoil too much so i won't i won't say too much of what happens but yeah very just very well done and it was one of those it was one of those movies that didn't need violence and it didn't need like sex drugs and rock and roll to propel it um there was there was not sex drugs and rock and roll but there was and there was a minor amount of violence but like it 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 the action was well choreographed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, it, and it almost, it, I don't want to spoil it, but like it just, it felt like it was there for a purpose. And a lot of, one of my biggest gripes and one of the reasons that I have stopped watching a lot of movies is that there's mm. a lot of gratuitous stuff. And I'm not talking just about sex. I'm talking like there's sure. a lot of weird exposition that doesn't need to be there. And we, you know, that's rife in television shows right now are see all of Obi-Wan, see all of rings of power, see Westworld season four, you know, there's a lot of it going on, but TV, you can kind of get away with it because we are in the streaming age. And I know that I can kind of just push through, but if I'm going to go to a movie theater, I'm, Mm. I'm going to sit there for two to three hours and I can't fast forward and I have to sit through your garbage. I have to sit through whatever scene like, no, give me, give me this essence of a story. It's one of the reasons I'm not excited about Avatar. I didn't not last airbender Avatar, but like the new uh, James Cameron Avatar. I hated the Mm -hmm. first one. I couldn't stand it. It just felt the entire movie felt gratuitous. Like there was no point. There was no the story was the most derivative, dumb story I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And it was hyped up just because of, oh, 3D visuals. And now they're bringing it back. It's the same thing. Like, you're going to make me sit there for two and I'm going to pay you 18 bucks to go see this thing. And now you're going to make me sit through drivel for 10 minutes of something flying at me. No, get out of here with that crap. Sorry. This is why I don't watch movies. This is why I watch TV instead. Sure. I mean, I didn't I didn't go to see very many movies in theater this year. I saw a couple, um, but 
Yeah, not very many. I agree with you largely on Avatar. Visually, it's very, you know, it's a stunning movie to look at visually. I think it's very visually impressive, but I completely agree that the story was just a bunch of other stories that we've already seen kind of jammed together. And the reviews for the new one have been good, but I kind of expected them to be good um, or at least solid. So, but I'm not, I have no interest in seeing the new one in theaters. I'm good. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my money on that. Yeah. Um, so if that's it for movies, I mean, one, there's, there's one I'd mentioned briefly, one, which if people haven't seen it, that I enjoyed quite a bit that was direct to streaming this year was prey. Mm. Um, the predator prequel, um, based in sort of, that's a good uh, call. centered around, I, uh, I forgot about uh, that first one. nations, uh, tribe and their kind of battle against the predator. It was very well done. Yeah. Excellent action movie. Um, for me, it has a couple issues. We we talked about it on a previous episode of the uh, of the show, but I think it's very good. I think the lead uh, is excellent. I like some of the supporting characters as well, and yeah, it's just a really fun action movie. And it's not really horror, so if you're worried about being like a horror movie, it's not really. It's like an action sci fi monster movie, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And it's it's very well done in my opinion. So Prey, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, at least it's on Disney Plus in Canada. It could be different in the U.S., but I think it's on Disney, maybe on Disney Plus in the no, U.S. or Hulu. It is. No, it's Disney Plus. Um, uh, I would recommend it if you're up for something. You know, it's a little gory, of course. It's a it's a predator movie, but I, there's nothing gratuitous in it um, beyond that. And I think it's very well done. Hmm. The last one I would mention, and I'd be kind of remiss if we're not mentioning it, um, is the Batman. Um, I don't know what you, I don't know what your feelings are on the Batman. <sighs> I'm, I'm guessing based on that reaction, maybe not the best. I I just I have a complicated relationship with that movie. Go ahead, and then I can walk it walk you through it. So I have some issues with the film as well, but overall, I think as a start of a new trilogy, which they say they want to do, I really like Robert Pattinson in the role. I think his interpretation of Bruce Wayne needs a bit of work. Yeah. Um, and I think his interpretation of Bruce Wayne is too similar to his interpretation of Batman. There's yeah. not enough distinction there for me. And I hope that's something that gets worked on in future films. But overall, I think he did a great job in the Batman role. I liked seeing the more detective side of things. I liked that it was more of like a murder mystery rather than some big epic scale thing, which they did kind of try to turn it into at the end, which I thought was unnecessary, but still, I I think the vast majority of it, I enjoyed. I liked the commissioner. Um, I forget that actor's name. Um, but oh my gosh, it was it Lieutenant Gordon at the time. Is it Lieutenant Gordon in the movie? Uh, Batman. It's like, it's uh, right on the tip of my tongue. Paul. No, uh, oh, Jeffrey I, I forget it. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. He's so good as, as Gordon. I really bought their kind of working relationship. I think the relationship between him and the police was very interesting that in a way that hasn't really been explored as much in other Batman stories, at least on film. Uh, and then I thought the Riddler was great. Um, I'm, I'm forgetting that guy's name Paul too. Dano. I guess it's not Paul Dano. He was, he was exceptional as the Riddler, I thought. I thought he absolutely nailed that kind of creepy character. And I, and I think presenting the Riddler in that way was a good choice. So, uh, oh, and the the new Batmobile is awesome. Like the Batmobile in it as like a muscle car Batmobile. I'm all about it. Even if the design of it is kind of silly in some ways. I, I love it. I can't. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And the scene where it's introduced is just 
just chef's kiss. It's, <laughs> it, was, it was so well done. I, it was so good. The whole scene where it's introduced, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil too much, but the penguin and it's in the shadows and you just hear the engine and before it like rumbles out and it's like, oh. It's oh, just like, a, it feels like a GTO, like a, just a souped up GTO that just comes rumbling out of there. Yeah, like I expected, it is, I expected like that, Poison yeah. and Rat to be playing as the doors were opening. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not like a friggin' no, it's not like a Firebird or no, something. No, you're, you're right. It's not like a Firebird with like, what were those, the T-tops or something. It wasn't that, like, it's a, it's a legit like muscle car. Yeah, the the entire movie was like a three out of five for me. Um, I again going back to Christopher Nolan, like I revere the his Batman trilogy. I'll, even even the Bane yeah. stuff, like I didn't I didn't mind Bane. I didn't mind that whole thing. Like it, it <clears throat> that movie has some problems, but I think there's been an appreciation over time for what Tom Hardy did in that movie. Well, and and the fact that like you watch Tom Hardy nowadays and the things that he's doing, even Peaky Blinders type stuff, like he's the way so he was portraying Bane was unlike what i was expecting from comics and from media and it was it was it was great like he did the best he could with what he was given um so anyway so coming out of that like and then you get to robert pattinson like he was i i don't disagree with the fact that his batman portrayal was pretty good i didn't like his bruce wayne it it felt a little too like druggy drug addict like he was he was you know, snorting Vicodin in the bathroom before he was taking, uh, you know, going out into these meetings. Um, well, it's just the, I mean, the idea is it's supposed to be a mask he puts on, right? But there's no mask. Like, you know, the idea is that Batman is who he is and then Bruce Wayne becomes the mask that he actually puts on. And, but it never seemed like he acted any different. Like he acted exactly right. the same when he had the suit on as when he didn't, which, you know, and Shock mentioned it in the chat here. I think the Batman was supposed to be early on. It's before he really creates the persona. Yeah. Um, because Bruce Wayne is more of a put on character than Batman is. And I agree. That's why I said I'm sort of looking forward to see where it goes. But I, I do wish it had been a bit more developed in this movie. But I'm sorry to cut you off. Jim. No, that's OK. I mean, I, I, the, the, the my main problem with the whole thing was that, again, going back to what I was saying about movies before, it felt too much like like they were dialing back the contrast or dialing up the contrast, I guess I should say. And they were making the blacks super black and the whites super white. And like the stylistic, the visual stylistic choice of this is going to be the dark, gritty Batman. Mm -hmm. Again, Batman is a dark and gritty story. Like there's a whole lot wrong with that story. Like Not wrong. There's a whole lot scary with that story. And, you know, we we didn't need to. Um, yeah, we're still on movie bougie. We we've got sidetracked a little bit. Um, we it didn't need to be that dark. I'm not expecting, you know, um, what's his name? George. Uh, holy God, George Clooney. I'm not expecting like, you know, sure. Iceman and, you know, the Iceman cometh type stuff for, with Arnold. But. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just a little too dark at a time that, it, it, you know, it 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 felt flagrant to a little too much. And I don't know. That was my main. I'm I'm willing to watch the second of the trilogy to before I finally judge it. Oh, yeah. Um, what is his name? Jonathan Reeves. Is that who directed it? Oh, gosh, I just had uh, it right here. 
that sounds right. He did the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. He he did the second and third one. He did uh was it oh the names always confuse me. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and then Rise War of the for Planet. the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. No, Rise is the first one. That was a different director, I think. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. 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 It, it was, yeah he did the second and third Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, and and it's tough to make a good DC movie. And they he 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 did a good thing with it. So I'm I'm interested to see where he takes it. Little Susie, I've never watched Lord of the Rings, so my boys convinced me to watch it with them after Christmas. That is a good decision on your part. That is you're an excellent decision on yep, your part. You're gonna love yeah. it. Cool. Okay, though. So we're we're almost an hour in, and we have yet to talk about anything other than a couple <laughs> movies. So let's let, let's let, let's we'll, we'll get the show here. on the road here. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let let's get going with this um, before we have a three hour episode here. So. Yeah. Moving on then. So what was your next, what's the next sort of topic you want to touch on TV or game or no, let's hit TV. Okay. TV. I think we've got, got, we've got, I'm going to go, I'm going to pair. I've got a huge list here. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to give a couple of highlights real quick. Uh, and then I'll get to some that I really like, but the, the couple of highlights, um, the legend of Vox Machina on Amazon, Sounds super stupid, animated, yeah. but no, it, was very I, good. it was very good. I'm a, I was, I've been a huge Critical Role fan forever. If you don't know Critical Role, twitch.tv slash Critical Role. Uh, they are a, they're a real play D&D. Um, they're essentially a podcast, but also it's like a full empire. It started with Geek and Sundry. And at this point, yeah, it's expanded out so they, much. Dude, they have like 40 staff members. Geek and Sundry does. It's insane. They're they're an empire now um it was it was good they're coming back for a second season it it was based off of their first campaign i i really liked their first campaign that they did it took them what four years to do the entire thing i cried at the end of it like it it's stupid it's dnd it's awesome um so there's that there's two others that i really quickly want to mention only murders in the building season two Fantastic. I need to check that out. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and they just absolutely, even Selena Gomez, I couldn't stand her before it. She is great in this show. Um, so there's that. And then uh, the last one before we kind of get to the other ones, uh, The Bear. Go watch The Bear. Uh, it is, so it's about a chef. Uh, it's on Hulu here. It's on Disney Plus elsewhere. I'm not going to say too much more. It's a kind of a tale of a chef and some things that happen with a chef. Highly recommended. Um, highly, highly recommended. There's like a drama, but there's a dark comedy aspect to it. But there's also like a kind of a weird drug thing happening. It's it's great. Highly recommended. Um, so let me get to one of the ones that I really super liked. And that was we we did an entire podcast episode on it. Stranger Things season four. Yes, uh, of course. I mean, you you can't you can't go wrong with the way that they did season four. Was it the best TV show of the year? No. Was it even really their best season? No. But it was a good way to pull back from the brink a show that was going off the rails from season three. And it was a good way to introduce us to child actors that are getting older uh, and it was a good way to to really show um, a an artistic flair from the creators. Like they really did a good job of bringing an 80s horror vibe into a mid. Well, I mean, to, into a 2022 treatment. 
and if you look back at how they shot it, it was shot during COVID. Like it was, there was, it was rife with production issues. They had to silo a whole bunch of stuff and you really wouldn't have known it unless you watched some of the behind the scenes things. So Stranger Things season four, what about you Templar? Stranger Things season four was great in terms of the best season. I still think the first season is their best. Um, I think this would be number two for me. I want to say though, to be honest, I watched it all in such a short period of time that it's kind of blending together a little bit. Oh, did I? Oh, okay. Nope, Sorry. I wasn't sure if I disconnected there nope, or if, um, yes, thank you for getting that bot, uh, in chat. Bougie. I appreciate it. I was looking to do it, but you, you were on it. Also get out of here with that. She Hulk nonsense. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you to ban down on that one too. Get out, get out of here with that bougie. Um, so yeah, Stranger Things season four was great. I think it's their second best season. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The way they structured it with the extremely long episodes was an interesting choice. Mm. Like only making it like whatever it was, like five or six episodes, but having it be like the last one's two and a half hours, like essentially a movie. Um, also, Bowser Big Brain Burrito. That's a great reference. Do you get that reference, Gino? I do. It. Big Bean I, Burrito from Mario Maker 2. Yep. The, it's a brutally difficult uh, yep. grind of a level. Yep. That's a great reference. Yep, absolutely. Highly recommended. Um, so, yeah, Stranger Things Season 4 was great. I, I really did enjoy it. Some of the new characters they brought in, I thought, were uh, entertaining. Um, I thought I was going to get really tired of the kind of Eleven storyline with the Doctors. It didn't wear on me as much as I sort of anticipated that mm. it would. And yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm looking forward to the next season, although I'm sure that will be many years yeah. off yet because I know talking, they're they're, they're talking mid twenty twenty four already. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's even honestly sooner than I maybe even thought it would be. So yeah, so we gotta wait a while. Wednesday six out of ten She Hulk six point <laughs> eight three. That's very specific. <laughs> I don't That's know what next week he's using, but yeah, that is, is very Is there a specific. significance to 6.83, Bougie, that I'm not getting here? That's a somewhat low score for a movie, that, for a show that you brought up a couple times now, though. So I'm a little surprised it's not more highly ranked on your uh, list. So in, term, well, in terms of one show that I discovered this year that I wanted to mention, and it's unfortunate Nav couldn't be here. He's dealing with some family... Family... Um, issues you know there's some things going on there so and we're kind of praying for nab Mm -hmm. and his family um but uh and he kind of shout he he put me onto it and i'd heard of it before but he was kind of the final suggestion that really made me check it out which was the expanse um and that you know that's was around for a while i don't even know when it finished i don't even know if it finished this year it might have been last year but i discovered it this year and it was fantastic um i can't recommend it enough Unfortunately, I think it was going to get, I think they basically ran out of time. Maybe the ratings weren't good enough. So season five does feel a little bit rushed and it does kind of end in a bit of an awkward place where you're not really expecting it to end, but it's, it's an exceptional show. And even if you have like a passing interest in sci-fi, I highly recommend checking out the expanse. It's on Netflix in Canada. I don't know where it is in the U S but I can't recommend it enough. I, it's certainly one of my favorite things I've watched this year. Again, it was, didn't come out this year, but you know, it, it, I just discovered it this year and it really blew me away. So I highly recommend checking out The Expanse. Yeah. Have you watched The Expanse, Chino? No, it's sitting in a list where I need to, uh, need to watch it. I've got like a to watch and play list and it's, 
it's up there. I think it's like next one or two things we got to watch. I've you turned me on to it. Nav Nav was like knocking down my door in our discord about it. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, like, if you have it, if you like Mass Effect, you're going to love this. And it was like, all right, well, you had me at Mass Effect. So I'm I'm in. It does have kind of a Mass Effect vibe. Yeah. Yep, it does. Um, I will forever resent the round table for forcing me to watch Rings of Power. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. I'm on. It's 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 deeply disturbing that we had to watch that for the show. But we were subjected to a lot of pretty rough stuff this year that we actually reviewed. Unfortunately, Stranger Things season four, I feel like was maybe the one highlight of yeah. the year. Yeah. In terms of shows we actually talked about. Oh, well, one thing actually here that reminds me one thing I would mention because we never got a chance to talk about it on the show, and at this point, I doubt we're going to, is uh, Sandman. Sandman, I thought, was very good. Um, now, the vibe of it, I'm not totally into in terms of the general tone of the show, but I think it was very, very well made and well done. I like the main actor. I think there's a couple thing, couple people in it that are miscast, but overall, the, the first season was very, very well done. Um, I liked where it went. And I think it's a very cool universe and the visuals were great. We never did end up talking about it on the show. So I thought I'd mention it now, but that's also one of the ones I really liked from this year. And hold on, I'm responding to Kyle Party 64, who said, I'm one of the only people who was completely in love with Westworld. Love season one, season two was fine, season three. Uh, and then the first half of season four was really good. And then it just kind of petered out. I don't, did you ever catch the Westworld craze? Have we talked about this? No, I miss that. I've kind of missed that one as well. And it's, you know, that's the, that's the thing when I don't get into these shows initially, like, you know, Heroes or like Lost, because then then when the show finishes and all I hear is like, yeah, some of it's good. And then it kind of gets not good. And then there's not really a strong incentive for me to go and watch it. Right. Because it's like, well, am I going to want to watch this only to kind of be disappointed by the ending? But I'll probably check it out. It's up my alley. Like from the premise, I understand the premise of Westworld yeah. and it sounds up my alley. So I'll check it out. Have you watched Peripheral yet? No, that's the Amazon Prime run, right? Yeah, With I watched the first VR episode. Whatever. I, I tell you what, it it looks really good. Uh, I haven't I've only gotten through one episode. That's all we had time for. It's not on my list. It's like kind of a outside looking in thing. But like sure. the way the way they speak to video game culture is Mm. it feels real good. And that's kind of what Westworld was doing at the very beginning. It was speaking to video game culture. Uh, Like, cause the whole, the whole premise behind Westworld, was like, Hey, these, these are robots and you can just kind of treat them like NPCs, Uh, Mm. that type of thing. So I'm, I'm gesturing to you right now with a, so we did our our dream team Christmas party last night, and one of our dream team members, uh, Zeph, Zephira, uh, got me uh, these chopsticks that are lightsabers that light That's up. That's pretty cool. They're freaking awesome. Uh, and so I've just been like pointing with them. So I apologize if my camera is going all around no, here. No, I, I saw that. That was very. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, did you see that you watched Sandman? I know we had talked no, about I, it. I watched I watched the first episode and was like, oh my gosh, this looks great. And then we, I think we were going from Sandman into Rings of Power. Is that what we were doing? I think we ended up just, we were going to talk about it. And then for whatever 
you know, we didn't end up getting the time. And then, yeah, then Rings of Power started. So we ended up kind of jumping into that. And I had to force my way through Rings of Power to make sure I was cogent enough to actually talk about it. And so I kind of let Sandman, if it's that good, like I don't mind bumping it back up my list and putting it up there. It's very good. Like, well, we'll talk about another one here probably in a second, but it's very good. The vibe of the show is not necessarily my vibe, but I recognize that it's a very well-made show, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I don't really have any gripes with like how the show was put together or shot. Again, I, like I said, there are two, there, I think there are two castings that are blatant problems in the show, like very badly miscast people. But beyond that, I think the show is very, very well made and well done and interesting in a lot of parts. The show is just not really my vibe. It's just not really for me. Sure. But I recognize that it's a very good show. So that's what I would say. And I think you can figure out pretty quickly from it whether it is your vibe or not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, P51 Mustangs also says I regret watching the Halo show. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, that's not on my list. Uh, not on mine either. Uh, Ozark, Little Susie says I know Ozark had some bad stuff. Yeah, uh, my wife also liked Ozark. I never got into that. It just felt very dark to me. Uh, and I needed something light at the time. So I ended up watching like The Good Place again. Have you seen The Good Place? No. Oh, it's I, so I've, good. I've I've had some people recommend it oh, to me, it but is, it is so good. Like it it starts off as one thing and ends up as something completely different. And both of those things are fantastic. Uh sure. Highly recommend. I also good place. I also regret watching the Halo series people yes. when I do as, as well. do we all. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm going to throw one more in here uh mm-hmm. before we kind of get and I'm psh, I don't know if it's gonna be on your list. Uh, and I'm sure you know what I'm going to say, but it's Andor. Andor is... It's on my list, but I wasn't sure. Do you think we're ever going to actually talk about that one on the show, or do you think it's kind of gone past? Oh, no, no. I think we sh- I think we need to have a, a protracted conversation Lengthy about discom- it. Okay. Um, yep. And so I'm not going to go into anything else other than the first three episodes. This is fine. It's the fine, second yeah. three episodes ended with like, holy crap, what is this show? Mm-hmm. And everything after that point is, and I'm not, I hope I'm not being hyperbolic, but like it built everything built upon each other little by little by little. And so you got to the end of the end of the season and it was like, I, I don't know what I just watched, but it definitely wasn't a star Wars show. Uh, there was, it was star Wars adjacent, but it's like, it's unlike anything else that's been done in the star Wars sort of universe. Right. And, and, and maybe that's what I liked about it. I, it was a heist movie. It was a spy movie or a heist show. It was a spy show. Um, mm-hmm. There was a weird like romance thing happening that was kind of under the surface of everything that doesn't really get talked about, but you pick up on it. You go like, oh, wait a minute. Mm, some of yes. the, some of the people there just aren't there anymore, but like, it makes sense. Like the visuals of it were so good. I don't think I saw a lightsaber in the entire, as I'm holding lightsaber chopsticks, I don't think I saw a lightsaber in the entire show. Maybe I'm missing nope. something here. Um, That's what I recall. There was no Millennium Falcon. There was, no, it was. No Skywalkers. No Skywalkers, no Organas, no nothing. No Darth Vader. I mean, there's a mention of Darth Vader, but like outside of that. The, yeah. It, it's a side of things we haven't seen before. Like it shows the, it really shows kind of the, grassroots of the rebellion i guess and like you know where that resistance sort of starts and comes from 
Yeah. Well, well, like like you said, we'll talk about it more in depth in another episode, probably. Yeah, we will. I would say similar to Sandman, I think at its heights, I, it's great. I really enjoyed it. But I would say episodes one to five, where it's building to episode six and seven to 11, where it's building to 12. Yep. Like, it's good. I recognize it's good and it's well made. I didn't find it the most interesting. Okay. Like, again, so it's like another case of like a show that I highly recommend people check out, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not. I think it might appeal to you. Um, it's just not really my vibe. Like, episode six was great. Episode 12 was great. All the buildup and the kind of political maneuvering and the sort of spycraft stuff. Yes. Like, it's well done. It's yes. cool. That's not a particular area of interest to me in terms of stuff to watch. So Completely it's just not understood. my it's just not my favorite thing to see, but it's very well executed for what it is. Completely. So I really understood. don't have very many gripes about the show. Again, it's just it's not necessarily stuff that I'm particularly interested in, right? Totally. It's totally. sort of like the movie like was it Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy? Yep. yep. Like that's not my vibe. Yep. Right? Like that a movie like that's not really for me. So but if you're into that type of thing, and even if not, I suggest you check it out and give it a try. Yeah. It's a very well done show. It's worth it's worth at least seeing if you're going to be into it. Absolutely. So, but we'll talk about it more in detail on another show or another yeah, like another episode, but it's very good and I'm glad you mentioned. I was going to mention Andor as well cuz it's worth mentioning even if it's not necessarily my favorite thing. And then one other one that I kind of forgot was this year that I've brought up a couple times as kind of a joke because you sort of made your opinion on it clear, but I really liked Peacemaker. Oh. I really like I really liked Peacemaker. I did, you know, and like I know people might have various opinions about this character. And I do have to warn you because Chino mentioned it earlier, issues around sort of content, yep. um, gratuitous stuff. And this show can be very very gratuitous. It's an HBO show. If you're not familiar, it's an HBO show, HBO Max, um, based on the Peacemaker character from the new Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad yep. movie that James Gunn did. Um, and it has a certain brand of humor. <laughs> it has a certain type of content. And it might not be your thing. It might not. I had a great time with it. I thought it was hilarious. There is some stuff in it that it's like, okay, I could have done without that. I could have done without that. And there are certainly some gratuitous elements to it. So, you know, be warned before you go into it. But I really liked Peacemaker. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, so, yeah, I just before we move on, I want to I wanted to mention it. You know, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Peacemaker. Pastor Savage in the chat. Love you, too, man. Thanks for joining in here on, here on the roundtable. We're kind of doing a year in review what what was the best thing you watched and best thing you played this year pastor savage i know it's yeah, tough it's it like a, a sophie's choice flat cap dapper pastor in the chat as well hello what's going on uh being an hbo show generally tells me i won't be a fan all right fair enough um that's a strong statement there's a lot of good shows on hbo is. max and duck makes things first time in the chat welcome to the round table welcome to lux digital hello, church hello. we're so glad oh, to have you chino that's uh few people over there in here i know that's that's templar right over there i'm trying to get like a good point there's a good point right there with my lightsaber chopsticks um hello, hello. <laughs> uh kyle party i haven't seen peacemaker yet i love suicide squad so i still need to yep. if you liked the humor that he brought in suicide squad you'll probably be into the show i'm trying to i'm i'm trying to figure out like 
what is that type of humor? Is it just like over the top patriotism meets um, the bear from Inglorious Bastards? Is that what it is? It's I mean, it's sort of certainly like a satire of like not heavy nationalist, patriotic, you know, super right wing kind of it is a satire of all those sorts of things. There is a certain element of like physical humor to it. And then yeah. when you get into um, oh, what's his buddy's name? I forget vigilante. Yep. There's a certain kind of like, I don't know, stupid, like sort of playing the fool, like kind of idiot sort of yeah. humor. I don't I don't know how to really f- describe it, but it worked for me. If it doesn't work for you, I totally get it. Anyone who tells me that they don't like the show, it's not a show that I'm like, oh, it's a masterpiece. Everyone's gonna like like it's very its own sort of vibe. You know what you're I really get. enjoy. Yeah. Like watch the if you from the first episode, you know what you're in for. And if you're not into it, you're not into it. Totally. Uh HBO Max generally means there will be content I won't appreciate to be point. To the point of ruining. I mean, fair enough, Shock. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. yep. Okay. So do we want to move on to... Oh, okay. Kyle Party. Oh, The Boys. The Boys. Yeah, that's The a Boys good, is a good one. I forgot about that. That's a good call. I forgot about The Boys. That was at the yeah, beginning the, of the, the year. That's the, why. That was. Yeah. The Boys season was really good. Um, The latest one, there was a lot. There's a lot there of content lot. in that yeah. in, in that one. Yeah. So like, that's another one that be... I'm assuming most people in the chat have either checked it out if they're going to or not. But if you haven't, again, be warned. There's really a lot of content yep. uh, that could be don't want not necessarily kids. upsetting, but that's like, you know, it's it's very graphic in yeah. many, many different ways. Yeah. Um, but the show is very well done. Invincible is another one, although I think that was last year. But if you haven't checked out Invincible on Amazon Prime, I would recommend that yeah, one. Yeah, not bad either. All right, let's move on to let's move on to games. We got a few minutes left here, so um, yeah, let's do it. Games are where I kind of live, like, uh, and we were kind of talking about this during pre-production a little bit. I don't really watch movies. I watch a decent amount of TV. I like to play or at least touch as many games as I can every year because that's just yeah. that's my thing. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple, uh, and then I really want to talk about one, possibly two of them. So some of the games that stuck out to me this year. Number one, Victoria 3 just came out. Again, I'm a super paradox nerd. I love strategy games. Nobody oh, else on okay. in here has played uh, Victoria 3 except me. Perfectly fine. Understandable. Another I've played one a is, fair number of paradox games, but not, not those. So Victoria is less war. I mean, you barely go to war and more. It's like economy simulator. It's, it's, there's a whole lot of history. There's a whole lot of just open sandboxy stuff. I love those things. Crusader Kings 2 or Crusader Kings 3 is one of my top five favorite games of all time for that yeah. reason. Um, so the next game I kind of want to mention is Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Shredder's Revenge. It okay. had such a cool and, and we one of the reasons I love it so much is that we uh, doesn't have this streamer. We don't have stream. I guess we don't have subtitles. Um, we. Uh, played it at megazord on the big gigantic 16 foot screen late we for one of our late nights and if you don't know megazord is we you play victoria 3 you do not play victoria 3 every day bougie get out of here uh yeah i don't think you've ever once mentioned it bougie can't even spell it right real wwe lioness you are not interrupting the stream not at all um not we appreciate you being here we are doing well and we're glad to have you absolutely sorry go ahead chino 
Absolutely. Thank you um, for doing that. Um, so it just it's a throwback to the Ninja Turtles games of when I was growing up from Super Nintendo and arcade and yada, yada, yada. Um, it is something we should look into shock. It's actually something that is kind of in that Mark and I have talked about uh, a little bit for this channel just to kind of throw something in there. We would need a couple of plugins and there's an upgrade path. But real WWE Lioness, we have talked about that. We are in process of doing that to try to make this this channel a little bit more accessible. Thanks for that. Um so one of and then one of the last little ones that I want to pull out of the pull out of hat right here is neon white. Uh, we have talked about Nav talked about it a while ago, and I scoffed at the mention of what neon white was, and then I played it, and it's fascinating and it's fantastic, and it's one of those ones you just need to watch. It's like a I can't even. I don't know. Uh, no, we would never yell at you, lioness. No way. Uh, it's one of those things that you just kind of got to play there's cards and it's like speed running and you have to figure out your perfect route and all this other stuff uh so there's like those are the kind of three i want to hit i really want to talk about two things uh possibly three but elden ring is one of them uh that is garnering a lot of success i hate from software games and i really liked elden ring have you are you a, a from software type of guy like have you played any of those demon souls dark souls never never played any of them no it's frustrating um elden ring is the least frustrating out of all of them because you can kind of do you can get better with your builds and get better with your specs but it's also open world and i think that's the thing i like about it so much is that there are a set amount of things that you need to tackle but it is breed divinity jumping in the chat hello thanks for joining us welcome to lux i'm chino that over there is hello, Templar. Hello. welcome to the round table we're just kind of talking about our favorite things of 2022 pop in the chat actually what was your kind of favorite game your favorite movie your favorite tv show of the year um chino only yells at people when they disagree with his tv show opinions i don't yell okay i get forceful and that's a completely different thing yelling i'd like to tell my kids you'll know when i'm yelling you'll feel it <laughs> If you don't feel it, then I'm not yelling. Um, Elden Ring, anyway, it it's one of like the top games of the year for everybody. It's one of my top games of the year. It's been a staple on my Steam Deck. Again, talking about my Steam Deck. Uh, it's been a staple on my Steam Deck. It was actually, uh, um, amazingly, it was one of the things that ran so well on the Steam Deck. Surprisingly, like it shouldn't yeah. have. And yet you were able to get 60 frames a second without any tweaking battery life is three to four hours. Like it, it was, it was insane uh, how good it was. There's one more game I want to talk about, but I want to kick it over to you Templar. Let's talk about video games for a little bit. What about you? Yeah. I mean, as we were talking about before the show, it's a little tough for me to remember like all the stuff I like what I played this year. I feel like this year was a lot of revisiting things that I had played in the past I feel like in terms of new stuff I played, there's not a ton that's sticking out to me other than a few things. I mean, one I would mention is Hell Let Loose, mm. which I was streaming for a while, which is like a tactical World War II squad-based shooter. Um, it's very good, very different than the kind of arcade sort of arcade shooters like Call of Duty or Battle Battlefield, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, much different vibe, but very well done game. And I was kind of in the mood for those for a while. So I played some of that. I was playing Squad, which is sort of a modern version. And they actually do have a mod for Squad that makes it like a Star Wars theme that looks really cool, actually. Hmm. So I would recommend that if you're into those sort of tactical type of shooters, like more real, 
realistic, you know, I always hesitate to say realistic, but more within the realm of reality than like an arcade style shooter. And then the main one I would mention, because I, I finished it recently, I a hundred percent of it, um, would be God of War Ragnarok. Um, you know, it was number, it was number one on my most anticipated list when we did that a little while ago. And I think the first one did some things better, but I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, the combat, I think, was improved. Um, even though the combat in the 2018 God of War is great, I think they did a better job with it. I think there were it just felt better in some ways in this one. And yeah, the story was good. It was entertaining. Um, I think the first one felt a little bit more sort of emotional, a little bit more I connected with the story of the first one a little bit more. Yeah. But it was a it was an excellent game, beautiful to look at, great environments, great combat you know, great voice acting. Um, Christopher Judge, who voiced Kratos, won uh, voiceover performance at the Game Awards. Did he? And I, I think didn't see that. That's I, awesome. I think justifiably so. Yeah. Um, he did an excellent job with it. And yeah, so that's the main one I would I would talk about because I just finished it a couple weeks, a week or two ago now. And, and you know, I got 100% on it. You know, I could have completed it basically everything. And yeah, it, it's a very, a very good game. Hmm. So with that being said, I wasn't surprised that Elden Ring won game of the year because that kind of took over the world for like six months when it came out. I feel like everyone was playing Elden Ring. So as good as Ragnarok was, and it was, you know, it, it makes sense to me that Elden Ring won. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring up one last game here. Uh, and it's a game that with its DLC has cost me less than seven dollars and i have almost 25 uh, i just checked my steam thing before we came on here wait hold on i can actually pull it up right now oh uh, i think i saw you playing this yeah okay uh even you i think you probably know what this game is i'm surprised this game has not won any award maybe it has and i just didn't see it but um i have 21.3 hours in this game and it cost me under seven dollars and it only takes a thumbstick to control uh, on my Steam Deck or just the arrow keys or WASD on my keyboard. And that game, of course, is Vampire Survivors. I don't know what it is about that game. I thought it was stupid when I first saw it. Like, oh, great, another pixel junk shooter, another bullet hell thing. I, I've got enough of these on my... It looked like a mobile game. Like, okay, cool, where are the ads? Like, all this other stuff. I... Greg at Greg Miller, uh, Beggy Man uh, in uh, well at, at G Miller in our Discord and at, uh, at Beggy Man on Twitch recommended it to me, and he was like, "Bro, you're gonna love this game." I said, "You're stupid." I said that to his face. "You're stupid." Uh, and then I put it on my Steam Deck. It cost me. It was on sale for three ninety nine. I was like, "You know what? That's four bucks. Cool." Put it on my Steam yeah. Deck. I got about six hours of battery life on my Steam Deck on a plane ride uh, back and forth to places. It was amazing. I. I cannot tell you how great this game is. It is equal parts. It's equal parts roguelike power fantasy. Like you can put some weapons around you and just stand there and watch just clusters of enemies come to you and then vanish and leave you with all of their beautiful, beautiful XP. There are secrets. There are um, 
combinations, there are hidden bosses, there's hidden levels. The DLC just came out last night and it only cost a dollar sixty. So that's what I'm saying. Like for less than almost less than six bucks, I have had almost twenty and I'm I have a session currently saved on my Steam Deck that as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to turn it back on. And it's like a game I could just play 15 minutes at a time and then put down and feel great about. It's it's my favorite game of the year. It's a game I'm going to continue to play. Uh, there are a number of games on the Steam um, in the Steam marketplace right now that are trying to be it, and none of them have captured it so far. One of them's close. It's called Soulstone Survivors. It's close, but it's like a dual stick thing. Like the second you add another stick into this, you have ruined the entire thing. You have ruined what this game is. You need one stick and then let it automatically shoot things for me. That's it. Have you played Vampire Survivors yet? I have not. No, oh. I've seen I've seen some like I've seen it on the Steam store and I've, I've heard some stuff about it, but no. And that again, that style of game is not really my thing, but I haven't really played many of them. So I don't know. Maybe I, I'll I check it out. I didn't know it was a style of game until I saw it. Like apparently there are a number of games like this. This sort is of the like, one that sort of, has, I mean, have you played like Enter the Gungeon? Isn't it sort of similar but, to that? But enter, but enter the Gungeon is like a bullet hell game. This is not that. Like, uh, and that's no, that's okay. what I was trying to. So, so Enter the Gungeon is like it's a dual stick shooter, and you're like trying to move and aim and all that. And like that's fine. I'm getting old, and so I don't. I want to be as lazy as possible. And sure. so this is literally just like the guns fire by themselves. It's almost like a mm-hmm. clicker. Like I, I love idle games for whatever reason. Um, the Ascent. Yes, dude. I have also, uh, I have looked at The Ascent. The Ascent's actually pretty fun now that it, now that uh, Bougie mentions it. Um, the it It's this, and the pixel, like I don't like pixel art stuff either. Like I, I usually get so turned off by them. Like I've, I'm, I'm, I'm old. I don't need to go back to my Nintendo days. Like that, I'm, I'm fine. I want to have good graphics. And yet this game is just... I don't know. I highly, and then I Aki, I saw Aki uh, at Aki and Peach on Twitch streaming it a while back, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this guy shares the same affinity for this." I don't understand why this game is the way it is, but it has just got its hooks in me. We're gonna watch Elf tonight with the family. Uh, we're doing like Christmas movie night with the family, and I'm gonna be on my Steam Deck, half watching Elf, half playing Vampire Survivors. So there we go. That's my 2022 game of the year right there i need a i need a i need a music drop game of the year i need to like when steam has all their sales at the end of the year i need to maybe see if i can pick up some stuff maybe i need to look at some lists i didn't play uh breath divinity dying light was good i did play a bit of dying light i played the first one i think because the second one came out and i kind of wanted to so i picked up the first one and played some of it yeah it was okay it didn't stick with me um, saw a question I wanted to. Oh, Kyle Party, how do you think the Modern Warfare Two campaign compared to previous campaigns? Um, we actually were talking about this before the show, and I think it was fine. Like, I don't think it breaks any new ground, but I, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think the Modern Warfare Twenty Nineteen campaign was better, hmm. but I don't. You know, it was okay. You know, given that the campaigns are really not the focus of these games anymore, I think it's like it's my expectations, I guess, are low. So I'll say that. But it's well done, well executed. Like the the campaigns I find are generally pretty polished. And there's some cool scenes where they kind of try to change it up a little bit. So, yeah, I hmm. liked it. 
Um, for gave Fortnite a shot. The best game I played was New World. Really, I tried Whoa. New World. I I wasted my money on that. I, I, I bought it because I because because I, th- I thought no, well, it might be free now. It wasn't when it came out. It was like fifty or sixty bucks. So because I thought a bunch of people from the server might be playing it, so I'm like, oh, I'll try it out. And I figured it'd be an opportunity for me to jump into like an MMO with some people from the server. I played it for like I don't know a week. And I was like, I'm good. I really couldn't get into the combat or huh. anything. I, it just didn't sit great with me. Maybe it's improved since I tried it, but I can't. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, it's a it's on a free weekend right now. That's what it was. So they have a free oh, okay. weekend until Monday, uh, and then there you can get a fifty percent discount on it. It's still not worth it. <laughs> In my opinion, unless it's gotten significantly better since I played it, it doesn't matter. Unless it's free, it's too much money. I mean, I'm not going to, if it's free, I might give it a, well, I don't have any time this weekend, but 50% off is not bad. 50% of what? If it's still like 30 bucks, that's too much money for it's that game. 20 bucks. So $10 or 50 no, 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 it's, with. It's 40 bucks it's regularly f- and it's 20 bucks on sale. That's not a deal. Fair enough not a deal That's not in my, in my one, right? not in my viewpoint it's it's amazon yeah. yeah okay and then you know maybe amazon will dump enough money into it that it'll get there but on launch when i was playing it oh man it was so tedious sweet awesome uh anything to add to the gaming con conversation here no i mean one thing outside of this realm and you can roll your eyes if you want <clears> but one thing in the music realm that i've discovered in the last couple weeks is a new uh girl group um and kind of outside a little bit outside the realm of k-pop actually they're not technically considered k-pop um and they are a japanese girl group so i guess they might be considered j-pop but they're kind of just an international group and their name is xg and the two songs they've released are both 100 percent in english so they're not in korean or in japanese but i think they're very well done they also recently released a cipher where four of the members who rap rap over like Western or uh, Latin American artist beats like to their own written raps that I think was very impressive. And honestly, I think within the next couple of years, if they're not the biggest girl group, international girl group in the world, I think their company screwed up. The talent is at that level. So I know people, you know, whatever is fine. It's not for everyone, but <laughs> XG check them out. I've been kind of addicted to watching reaction videos of them. So, you know, it's fine. I think they're extremely talented dancers, singers, rappers. So um, I think they kind of are head and shoulders as a group above basically everything I've heard in K-pop, which for some people that might be a low bar, but the talent is there. Whether you like the music or not, the talent is there. So I think they've been very impressive to me. They just debuted this year. Um, Again, I, I don't expect many people to check them out, but both their songs are in English. I would say it's worth, it's potentially worth your time if you have even a slim interest in it. So you know, I won't spend too much more time on that because I know I'm one of the only people interested in sort of K-pop or K-pop adjacent sounding things. But yes, I'll say that before we, before we wrap things up. You, you are. Uh, also... <clears throat> Um, it's okay. I've Sabaton, that. Sabaton's new album's pretty good. Bougie uh, in the chat said, "Best music of the year is Coheed's new album." Highly agree. Love Coheed. Love the fact that they're actually doing stuff again. Uh, so, 
There's yeah, my I know the kiss. name. They're one of those bands that just kind of screams everything, right? No, 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 no. Goodness, no. Um, they no, they were okay. in that. They were in that same sort of post-hardcore era. Um, but no, they are. They're more. They're very musically talented. Um, they sure. their lead singer sings really high and like a really high pitched, almost girly sounding voice. Almost, almost like a scream. Okay. No, he doesn't. It's not. No, he doesn't scream. <laughs> it's not the ah, screaming. It's like actual singing. Like it's it's legit. Go okay. listen to them. You've probably heard one or two of their songs. A favorite house Atlantic the name, has the, been around. The name there forever. is familiar enough. I probably have. Yeah, I I had them kind of lumped into that sort of screaming sort of genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's in my in my head, but that might be completely wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's. They were in that era, sort of the mid 2000s is when they well, early 2000s to mid 2000s is when they became big. But uh, they they uh, they're just they've been plugging along, man. P51 been listening to baby metal. Baby speaking of right. Japanese groups, speaking of Japanese groups, baby metal. Baby there we metal's go. All right. Hey, man. Baby metal is all right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else before we uh, start to round the bend here? We've been streaming for. Actually, an hour I used and to half. be really into J Rock. It is not J Rock Shock. It's J. It's like it sounds. It's similar to a K-pop sort of sound, but the lyrics are pretty much all in English. So it's not rock, though. It is definitely not rock. It's like a. They kind of they list themselves as like an international hip hop slash R and B group, and like the singing would be closer to like R and B style. And then their kind of beats tend to have a more hip hop sort of sound to them. So that's the kind of genre. But they're extraordinarily talented. Like if they're not the biggest group in the next couple of years, I their their company messed up badly. Their so, talent is at that level. So you say. Hey Amen. The talent's <laughs> there whether you like it or not. <laughs> I I like talent. I'm a big fan of talent. I just I I can't no, do K-pop. Fine. I can't I, do J-pop. I, K-pop is one of those things that like I got into it. I never thought I would a few years ago, but here I am. If people say they're not into it, I get it. Yep. I get it. Good. However, what I will say is that I think people's assumption of what K-pop sounds like is not what all K-pop sounds like. I'll say that in defense of it, there is some very like bubblegum pop sort of sounding stuff that I think people assume is all of what everything in K-pop sounds like. And it is not that simple there is a more diversity in the in it than people might give it credit for so that'll be my one bit of sort of uh apologetics for k-pop <laughs> <laughs> before you, we go you should write a book there uh, that's great <laughs> hey like i said i get it but there's something to it awesome uh anything for anything before i hit the old uh, ending button over here Oh, it's been fun. Thank you to everyone who hung out today. Uh, thank you for you know sharing your um, sharing your opinions and things you got into. You know, if you're not a member of the Discord already, then please jump over to the Discord uh, and jump in there. Um, also, you know, go and share. We've got a channel in the Discord called Movies Slash TV, and then we've got a books channel. We've got a, a music channel as well, and the gaming channel. So, you know, depending on what your favorites from the year were, but go over there and share some stuff, you know, maybe think about it, put together a list. I'm, I might go put together a list of some things I enjoy because there's lots of shows that I 
watch. Like there was a lot of Korean stuff I watched this year on Netflix and that, that I thought was quite good. That's worth your time. Like Korean TV shows, like mini series and stuff that were very well done. So, you know, go and recommend some stuff in there. I'd be yeah. curious to check some of it out. Yeah, so. totally. We're always yeah. we're always trying to build lists of things to watch and listen to and play. So yeah, we'd love we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So well, thanks for hanging out, everyone. Uh, for Chino and for me, I hope everyone has a good Christmas season, has a good New Year. I mean, I might see you in Discord, but this is going to be the last episode of the Roundtable before yes. uh, before the New Year. So you know, again. Thank you, everyone. Have a good Christmas season, and we will see you in the new year, okay? Merry Christmas.